You're listening to The Leadership Podcast with Pastor Jürgen Matesius, lead pastor of C3 Church in San Diego. guys, so welcome to the first C3 uh, San Diego Leadership Podcast with Pastor Jürgen. So every time you log on to this, what we're going to do is uh, endeavor to give you leadership principles, uh, insights into, you know, really what's what's worked here, what hasn't worked here, and, and what we're projecting for the future. And the aim is to help you. Uh, as a leader, as a fellow listener uh, who's interested in growing in their leadership to, re- to really step up and go for it and, uh, and obviously learn from people around you. So you'll hear from uh, other people in this podcast, but mainly you'll be hearing from Pastor Jürgen uh, on, on really what's happening here and what has happened and worked here at C3 San Diego. So here I am, James here. I'm with Pastor Jürgen. Jimmy, how you doing? Good, mate. I'm good, good. So uh, first, first uh, topic that we're going to talk about is team building, one of the probably biggest topics uh, in, a, in a leadership uh, setting is how to build an effective team. So I guess the question we're going to start off with is uh, why? why? Why build a team? In your opinion, why build a team? Yeah, I think, I think when people look at how, you've got to go to, to the why because the why is the, you know, the genesis of the team. Because if you don't have why you're building it, there's no point if you're just doing it because you know, other people have got teams or whatever. So, you know, when I look at the scriptures, you see that Jesus, who is God, comes down to earth. If there's anyone who could could be a one-man show, mm. it's God. Yeah. You know, he could kind of, he can walk on water, he can calm storms, he can raise the dead, he can do miracles. So if there's anybody who could come and just say, hey, guys, just take a seat, watch me. Just, hey, guys, just step away from that. You're a little out of your depth here. Leave it to the big boys. Yeah, it yeah. was Jesus, yeah. but he didn't. He comes down, and the first thing he does, in fact, you look at most of his time, you know, and people people focus on, you know, Jesus as a healer, and so we get, you know, the, the healing crowd, and Jesus was a teacher, so you get the teaching crowd, mm. and mm. Jesus was an evangelist, you get the evangelistic crowd, and yeah. Jesus was a prophet, and you get the prophetic crowd. But if you actually look at, at where Jesus spent most of his time mm. in the three years of, of, of you know, what we have, yeah. Uh, he spent most of his time building teams. Building he spent team, yeah. most of his time pouring into the 12, mm-hmm. knowing that he had to build a structure that when he was taken out could uh, not just sustain and maintain what he built, but uh, increase and continue to flourish and grow. And, you know, one of the greatest things that Jesus said to his disciples is, you know, believe in me because of the works that I do, greater works than these will you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, most leaders are too insecure to, to, to think that. So as a leader building a team, you've, you've actually got to get comfortable. In fact, not just get comfortable, you've got to embrace the paradigm that you are you are your job is to set people up to do greater works than you mm. so that if you know if i build this church to 10,000 then 10,000 should be almost like the base that everyone comes through otherwise yeah. it's really that i fail mm-hmm. you know i should i should build guys that can take a church to 10,000 quicker mm-hmm. and then take it well beyond that yeah. because they're able to learn from all of my you know mistakes and 
my experiences and you know the, the pros and the cons of that take all of that take all the good and then and step on that so I think the why is uh, that you know for the future we've got to develop teams Jesus developed a team so the one-man show thing doesn't work and uh, and then why is because God's in the team yeah um, one person can't see everything even Jesus was God and yet he still built a team and you know God is all seeing all knowing mm. and so I've just found that you know having a having a great team with people like yourself uh, there's there's perspectives that you bring to the table whether it's an event like you know putting the DJ up there we just had our Empower conference it was amazing but I come back from Arizona you know Pastor James and the team we've got a DJ in the foyer who's suspended from the ceiling Mm. and you know, uh, there's all, all these just little great things that I wouldn't have thought about because I'm right. focused on the ministry. Yeah. I'm focused on the speakers coming mm-hmm. through. I'm focused mm-hmm. on people being ministered to. Yeah. I'm not thinking of the little practical things. I'm not thinking of check-in and registration and food and coffee and yeah. the flow of the meetings and parking and all that kind of stuff. So you need a team yeah. to give you a 360-degree view great. of that's everything that's going on. That's a great That's a great point. 360-degree view of actually empowering people because you can only see so far yeah. and that actually allows your you know, vision to expand because you're empowering other people to take hold of it. Yeah. Something that you said to me a, uh, a while ago that's really resonated as far as team building, uh, you know, you think of the word team and you get you get an idea of it but something that you said to me was, hey, look, don't just build team but build leaders Yeah. because you've got team that is, you know, they can do task yeah. and you can give them something to do and they can do it yeah. but you know, really, that has a lifespan yeah. on it because you're just giving someone a task and what happens when they finish that task yeah. and now they're just sitting there waiting. There's no initiative or, you know, proactive nature to it. So, yeah. you know, that's. I thought that was a really, really good point on not just building team but building leaders because a lot of people out there listening who are going to be thinking, yeah, hey, I, I can I can build team. I can gather people to do tasks. Yeah. But what, what do you think is the key to really not just giving tasks to people yeah. but actually, you know, giving obviously responsibility to people that has yeah. them now running with it. Yeah. You know, really creating that definition between team, yeah. uh, team member and team leader, yeah. if you will. Again, I think a lot of it comes down to, uh, you know, everything rises and falls on the, the, the leader, the character mm. of the leader. Yeah. You know, I know that for God to grow the church here, I have to grow in mm. so many areas. And I think I live in a constant in this constant fray, this constant tension of of where the Holy Ghost pretty much every week says, okay, I need you to work on this because mm. this is a ceiling, this is a lid mm. over your leadership. And I think that one of those is ego because, again, you can say, okay, all right, you know what, um, Pastor Jürgen, I'm going to go to the next level. I'm going to start building a team. Mm. But really what I, what I want is a team of cheerleaders. Yeah. I want, them, I want them to be my little minions who carry out duties so that I still get all the glory. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to cross a threshold where where your heart is to reproduce reproducers, mm. to develop developers, mm. to disciple disciplers, yeah, great. to lead leaders. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you just having a team of people that carry out a task is is you know what, what I would say that you've got a, a whole lot of people that you give duties to, mm-hmm. whereas you know Jesus calls us to make disciples, and so. Uh, what we've got to do, we've got to cross that threshold where we give people and we expect people to carry responsibility mm. and we expect them to 
uh, you know, reproduce themselves. And so I remember many years ago when when we were back at Oxford Falls yeah, yeah. in the youth ministry, I had this really great guy who was really loyal on the sound desk. Yeah. And then I remember Friday afternoon, I get this phone call from, uh, I think it was like either Chris Delamont or Ryan, uh, you know, one of the guys there. And they said, oh, listen, we don't have a soundie tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? Where's such and such? And uh, they said, oh, we don't know. He just left a note saying, you know, he's out. So I call him up and I said, dude, what's going on? He said, oh, look, I'm heading out to Bathurst. I said, well, what are you doing? He goes, yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I'm away for the weekend. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, who's on sound? Yeah, I left a message saying I'm not going to be here. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, who, who, who have you replaced yourself with? He goes, oh, replace myself. And it was like a foreign concept. Yeah, yeah. So basically what had happened was, and I realized it was my fault. Wow. Because I, I'd limited him to a task yeah. rather than a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And responsibility is the, is the measure of maturity, but it's also the pathway to maturity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God always tests with responsibility before he gives authority. Mm. You know, he gives one five talents, another two, another one, which is responsibility. Yeah. And then the guys who were faithful with the yeah, five faithful. and the two, uh-huh. Jesus you know, said to them, you know, well done, good. you were faithful over a few things, I'm gonna make you ruler. Mm. So authority came after responsibility. And I think, wow. I think sometimes what we do is we, get, we just give people a task to do, mm. but we don't give them a responsibility for an area. Wow. And I've watched you, you've done a fantastic job in you know, the young adults here of, of making people responsible for an area. And I think that people don't grow until they learn responsibility. Right. right. And right. it's 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 a kingdom thing that God tests people yeah. with responsibility. And sometimes I think we you know, we try and protect them. Well, they probably can't handle it, but until mm. you give them responsibility they don't they don't grow. Yeah. You know, I know for for me, um, on my wedding day, my biggest fear on my oh, wedding day was the haunt yeah. of, oh my gosh, this young lady's going to stand at an altar and commit the rest of her life to, yeah. to me. Like yeah. I'm now responsible, not just for me. Mm. I'm, a, you know, blowing all my pay on a brand new surfboard, yeah. knowing that I wasn't going to be able to eat and didn't have enough, you yeah. know, petrol in my car to get around. Yeah, yeah. And so I just kind of scrimped and scraped for four yeah, or five on, days. Yeah, live on toasted cheese sandwiches, which exactly. is the breakfast of champions. The breakfast oh. of champions. <laughs> But then, um, but then you know, realizing, oh my gosh, I, I have to completely change. Yeah, seeing that, and then you know, going from that to a child, and then to two children, three mm. children. You know, you can't get away from responsibility. And sometimes in church, I think we do people a disservice when we when we limit what we delegate to them as a task rather than yeah. a responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for this area. And when we give people um, responsibility, what we actually do is we, we create a God opportunity to unlock creativity mm. in them. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I think if you just delegate tasks, the problem solving always comes back onto your desk mm-hmm. and it just becomes a nightmare mm-hmm. where you end up throwing your hands and saying, you know what? Just leave it. I'll just do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you make someone responsible for it, you, it's like you set in motion something of a God nature in them where they're not only creative and they're thinking and they're designing and they're planning beyond what you've thought, mm. uh, but they're also problem solving. Hey, look, you know, I just wanted you to know, you know, this thing blew up and so I went down to the store and I replaced this and I got Love this it. and I had this idea. Yeah. And, you know, they'll run ideas by you and some of the ideas are a bit wacky. You know, you got to you got to curve them. But yeah. I, I just like the fact that they're thinking ideas, the fact that they're thinking creativity, mm. because as a leader, the, the more that an 
organization or a church grows, the less energy and the less time and the less focus you can have on all the little things expanding, mm. but you need them all to expand. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at big picture expanding. For big picture expand, all the little things got yeah. to. So you want people in there who are responsible and they're going to make that little thing. Yeah. So it's an interesting Genesis that God, God says that... Uh, it says in Genesis that God planted a garden eastward in Eden. So he creates this whole world, the heavens and the earth, dry land, trees, grass, fruit, herbs, all mm, the kind of Krispy stuff. Krispy Kremes. Krispy Kremes. And then he then he creates this little garden, tiny little garden. He puts Adam in that tiny. If you look at it from space, you, you know, it's just this little speck. You yeah. can't see it. Yeah. But he puts him in there and Adam's job is to make that thing flourish, mm. to make that thing increase. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's that's the pattern of God. And I think yeah. that's what we've got to do. So whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's set up, tear down, whether it's media, whether it's marketing, whatever, we put someone in, give them a responsibility, but their job is to increase that thing. Mm. Their job is to get creative, be fruitful, multiply, enlarge, yeah. increase, take authority, take dominion, rule over that thing, problem solve. Mm-hmm. You know, you sort it out, you make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you... Do, do, do you know what I mean? Love so, yeah. yeah. So one of, one of the things even that you brought up there, all, the, all that's absolutely brilliant because it's creating in people uh, ownership, which is ultimately leads to them saying, hey, I will problem solve it because now I own it. It's not just Jürgen's yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, thing. It's my thing, so I'll solve it. But one of the things you mentioned there about uh, team uh, is, is the ability of not just having some, okay, here's my task, but I'm constantly thinking about raising up someone else because again yeah. people are probably listening going you know I have teams and I have situations all the time like that sound guy situation yeah. where they're like oh yeah I just wasn't there I hope you guys were taking care of it Yeah, you know but but really you know what's something that's happening a lot here at, at C3 San Diego is uh, we're creating a culture where people uh, raising up someone else and we're constantly encouraging it's never yeah. reaching you know the pinnacle of success yet but yet we're constantly encouraging yeah. you know them raising up other people so how would you if there's someone here who is on a team uh, or, or being given responsibility of a team under the leadership of someone in church maybe a youth pastor or maybe even someone who just runs sound or ushers or deacons yeah. how would you encourage them to do that to start thinking and raising up people who will be there shadow if you will who would yeah. be their second in charge so that yeah. when those moments come they're yeah. constantly reproducing how, how would they do that do you think um you know again the how how and the why are mm-hmm. really really closely related a lot of a lot of people don't want to raise up because they feel that mm. it's going to jeopardize yeah. their position their or their position. job you wow. know so it's a job security thing uh-huh. well, hang on if i raise up you know i remember when you know when when you know we got you into the high school ministry i knew that you were going to be the the teenage pastor and then i knew in the future you were going to be the youth pastor because and there were so many qualities you had that were that were better but i remember you know probably learning from brian houston brian said you know he expects of all of his leaders if something was to happen to you who's standing behind you yeah yeah good and so that's a really good question but then the second thing that i really saw model from pastor brian houston was um, he was completely okay with people on his team who were m- more gifted than him, who were better than him, wow. him sitting on a plane next to Darlene Check, mm. and people asking Brian, does he go to Darlene Check's church? <laughs> you know, and uh, and he I was like, that. you know, and he loved it. Like, he not in any yeah. way threatened. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think that we've got it. We've got to understand that promotion in the kingdom only happens. Mm-hmm only happens when you do yourself out of a job wow. whereas in in the world doing yourself out of a job is unemployment yeah yeah but in the kingdom that's like promotion yeah so we've constantly got to reproduce and and again back to genesis 
uh, every seed reproduces after its own kind. And so there's something wrong. There's something, you know, barren. There's something impotent mm. when we can't reproduce. And so, you know, we look at Nebuchadnezzar, he has Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, mm-hmm. have to gather some of the nobles, some of the good-looking young men mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. blemish from the... because. That, that spirit is unable to reproduce. The devil's unable to reproduce. He's a thief. He has to steal. Mm-hmm. He has to seduce. He has to deceive because he can't reproduce. He can't produce his own stuff. And so I think that the longer that we're, the, the more contaminated we are by the, the philosophies of the world, the more um, uh, inept we become mm-hmm. at reproducing. But I mm-hmm. think the more that we uh, expose ourselves to the Spirit of God and the Word of God, the more we understand that we have to reproduce. And then how we reproduce is exactly what you were saying before with shadowing. Mm-hmm. I think that we've just got to have people that, that shadow, that mm-hmm. work with us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hands-on. And I think that, um, you know, I'm the product, and I was pretty messed up when I got saved, but I know I'm the product of many, many conversations. A lot of them, most of them are positive. I think most of them need to be positive. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also been times where they weren't positive, mm, where they mm. were, you know, they were confronting yeah, and they yeah. were challenging mm. and they were, hey, mate, you know, you can't do this again. This is out of order. And, mm. you know, I've had my, my fair share of mistakes, yeah. especially in New Zealand. Anyone <laughs> listening from New Zealand, I apologize. And uh, but, Can you still um, get into that country? Or is no. It kind of, no, no I closed. heard that. It's they kind closed. of got a Border Patrol thing there for you. Yeah, I get there. <laughs> There's a whole lot of a whole lot of arresting <laughs> waiting to happen, but um, but you know just um, you know just having someone. I think that's yeah. key. You know the Bible says that those who God loves, He also chastises. Mm. I think you know getting alongside and say, hey, you know, sitting down debriefs. I think are huge. Mm. Sitting down with that person and saying, look, you did a really really good job. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because you can't have accountability unless there's an account unless mm. someone has to give an account yeah so all yeah. the way through an organization all the way through through teams is the whatever we ask someone to do they have to be able to give an account yeah you know master you gave me five look mm. i've produced five more and there was, yeah you know that love accountability that. love that and i think a lot of times it's amazing we don't want accountability mm. you know and and then it's interesting the guy who is the least productive is the most accusing. Wow. You, I knew you to be a hard man. You, know, wow. you didn't give me a desk. You didn't give me a, a secretary. You didn't give me a computer. You didn't give me an iPhone. You didn't resource me enough. Wow. You didn't. You didn't. Wow. Here's back what you. And uh, you know, and, and there's 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 a bit of a mentality, and those people are the people you can't have on an organisation mm-hmm. or a, on a team, yeah, yeah, because they're not team players; they're right. individuals, right. And the victims, and that thing has to change. Uh-huh. People have to be, and it's uncomfortable. It's a really uncomfortable thing, mm. uh, you know, of of knowing that you know there's it's a level of pressure, mm. and I think in the 21st century because we've become so comfort driven mm. you know we can turn the air conditioning up or down to mm. suit ourselves yep. we have you know all the comfort and conveniences we don't like the pressure of accountability of giving an account mm. but I, I honestly don't believe that we we can step into the authority levels that well, God has for us yeah. unless we can learn to be accountable and learn to be fruitful in that environment of pressure great great so brilliant brilliant uh, responses last question uh, just to keep these you know, really short, sharp, and powerful, uh, like myself. Oh, and I just joke, yeah. Uh, is uh, you know, we, we've talked about you know teams, what to look for, how to you know reproduce, and and, and really covered some great topics. Last one really is, well, what do you look for if you're if you're building a team? So there's people out there who are um, 
you know, trying to build a team, a, con- a constant, uh, f- you know, response I'll hear or will hear is like, oh, yeah, I just can't find anybody or I can't, you know, it's just really hard and so on and so forth. But yet, you know, there's there's still people building teams everywhere else. What 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 really makes, uh, or what, what are you looking for in uh, a team member? You know, yeah. what are the qualities or the traits that you really look for? Yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting. I think it's, you know, it's really changed over the years. And, mm-hmm. and I've got to say that uh, when I was a, a much less mature, I was going to say immature, but I, I still think there's, you know, there's always a level of maturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, leader, I, the first thing you do is your eyes will gravitate towards giftedness. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, man, that person's so gifted. Oh my gosh, I've got to get, because you can just see, because with a gift, there's not a, a lot of development and honing that needs to be done because the gift is already there. The gift is already, so even blind Freddie could see that person's gifted, mm-hmm. you know, gifted mm-hmm. at gathering, gifted at preaching, gifted at leading, gifted. And so you put that person in. But as we've traveled, I've realized that, uh, God's not impressed with gifts because He gave them he gave in the first them. place. Yeah. That's why yeah. He gives. Good point. And I've and I've realized that um, there's something that's far more valuable than gift, and it's loyalty. Mm. And the way that I probably measure loyalty now is really, really different. You know, loyalty I used to think is someone who'll take a bullet for you, but that's really hard to measure. Mm. And I think that, well, you could get a well, yeah, bullet. <laughs> But then it's too late. It's like, oh, oh, they would He take was loyal. Bullet. And now look at him. Oh, oh well, there you go. The fibrillators. <laughs> so just shoot him minutes. in the leg. That's always a good one. Legs are that, that way just in away from an artery. That's fine. Keep away from the carotid, <laughs> the carotid artery. But um, yeah, you know, it's um, for me now, loyalty is, is kind of measured with theirness. Wow! You see a guy who's you see a guy who's wow there, presence you know. being there. Yeah, Is that just, what you're saying? Okay. just there. You know that they, they turn up for for the things that matter. Mm. That you know, like you you put on a conference and and they're there. They're there. And then yep. you're you're running this event. They're there. And then you've got you know you might have something that is like a prayer meeting or so. And you see them, they turn mm, up to it. Mm. So immediately, you know these people that that they've got your value system in mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. I think the 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 we set ourselves up for a heartbreak when we when we. Uh, exalt or appoint someone with a great gifting mm. but doesn't have your value system has a wow. different value system yeah. has their own value system mm-hmm. and I think of, of as, as I look back over 20 years of ministry it's every time there's been heartache every time mm. it's been pain every time there's been a tear or a division or mm. you know dissension in the ranks it's mm. because I have Wow. Put someone with gifting, mm. but I but I didn't check the value system. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I just I will work with someone who's maybe a three out of ten as far as leadership and mm. preaching and ministry gifts, mm-hmm. but has our value system. Wow. I'd rather pour the time into that. Yeah. It may take me five years to mm. get them to a seven or an eight, mm-hmm. but you know what? I'm going to have them. But they'll for, be around for ten, fifteen, have around, plus. exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get someone who might be a seven or eight now, but yeah. has a, and all you do is you set yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, just just noticing who's there, noticing who's is there and then probably the second thing is um, the Bible talks a lot especially in, in uh, Proverbs about teachability mm-hmm. and so you know Proverbs opens up talks about wisdom Get, you know my son pay attention to wisdom mm-hmm. give ear to wisdom mm-hmm. bind her around your neck you mm-hmm. know don't let it depart and, mm-hmm. and you're getting of of, excuse me, of wisdom get knowledge you know add to knowledge understanding add to understanding prudence and go through all of these things and so it really talks about it, it talks about a, a level of teachability, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that we always want to 
you know, one of the things I look for is people who are who are just hungry to learn, mm. who are hungry to grow, who mm-hmm. are hungry to be developed. Mm-hmm. You can't develop somebody that doesn't want to be developed. Yeah. You can't teach someone that doesn't want to be taught. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how good the teacher is. If someone's folding their arms yeah. and they know it all. The student chooses their teacher, really, doesn't it? I think so. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and I, yeah. I totally agree. And I think that, you know, in, in the kingdom, the people who are going to be the best in C3 and the best in our organization or any organization mm-hmm. are the people who submit themselves to the process. And God is a God of process. Mm-hmm. You know, he says to Adam, see, I've given you every herb that yields its seed within itself. Mm-hmm. So God is speaking to Adam about process. Mm-hmm. To you, it shall be for food. Mm-hmm. So if you want more food, you need to plant more seeds mm-hmm. and you need to understand there's a process. Yeah. You can't just put the seed in the ground today and tomorrow wake up eating tomatoes Mm -hmm. you've got to put the seed in the ground and understand there's a three-month process before you're going to get the fruit Mm -hmm. so if you you've got to start thinking ahead you've got to have vision and you've got to start sowing seed today and you've got to start watering that you've got to start developing that and planning today Mm -hmm. of what you want tomorrow and so you know so God is a God of process and so when people when people are willing to submit themselves to process Mm -hmm. so whether it's our DNA internship you know, programs here or our, you know, Bible college or, you know, leadership development or leadership mm, nights. Mm. I, I feel a great level of comfort. What what breaks my heart is when I see really gifted people mm. and they're not there at the mm, leadership mm, thing. Mm. You know, they're not there on a on an impartation night. They're yeah. not there yeah. at an Empower conference. Right. Like we just had, they're not there at those things. To me, there's like a sigh because I see their potential. I mm. see what they could do. Mm-hmm. But if they won't commit themselves to the processes of God, God, mm-hmm. then I'm a fool if I appoint them to any level of leadership. And sometimes I think we deceive ourselves. We think, you know what, if I give them a title yeah. or if I give them a position, yeah, they'll rise. then they'll operate yeah. in the function, right. but they never do. Mm. So never, ever, never, ever put put a title thinking that'll produce a, a, mm. an operative. Mm. You've always got to look, always just call it what it is. So God brought all the animals he already created to Adam to see what Adam would call them. But God had already created them. Right. Good. So Adam didn't call them and then they created themselves. God didn't say cow and then out of the ground, it was already a cow. Yeah. All Adam did was called it what it already was. Mm-hmm. And I think that we get away from that. I think that we try and say leader, but they're not. Right. You know, we try and say, you know, uh, youth part but they're not they're yeah. not a youth pastor they're all about themselves mm. they've got no they don't yeah. care about the sheep they're a hireling mm. and mm. so I think that you know we've got to really make sure that we have people who are committed to the process who are there who are loyal mm. that's how we measure loyalty with theirness um, and then make sure that they we give them opportunities to perform the function mm. before we give them a title or a position great great well amazing amazing stuff so much to talk about with team building. Like you could go on for weeks, and maybe yeah. we will do a, yeah. a bunch more on them. So, so guys, we, we hope you really enjoyed uh, being with us on the first C3 San Diego Leadership Podcast with Pastor Jurgen. We want to encourage you jump on c3sandiego.com, and uh, and you've got a whole bunch of great stuff there to check out. The rest of our podcasts from preaching over the weekend are there, uh, and also there's an info tab that you can go to, and if you or a contact tab, if you go to the contact tab, there's an email. If you have any questions, maybe you're a leader out there, a pastor who's listening, you're thinking, oh, you know, I've got some questions I like to ask and submit to uh, the podcast. Chuck them out there to us, email it to them. Maybe we can get around to answering them for you, and uh, they could really maybe help a whole bunch of other people as well uh, in the, in you giving us those questions so make sure you stay tuned we've got a whole bunch more that's going to be coming out and uh, yeah we'll see you around bye thanks for listening to today's message to find out more about C3 San Diego go to c3sandiego.com dot